Welcome to Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. Wow, good morning. Yeah. Woo. Jesus. What is about to happen up in here is going to be good. This has been a week, well, 34 years maybe, in the, in the making. And uh, I kind of feel like I've been in training for a really long time. Um, my life verse is Psalm uh, 144. Uh, and it is, blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for battle and my fingers for war. And um, today they, they asked me to speak and they had no clue that the children's verse for today that the children are learning about is Psalm 144. Um, so there's been a, there's been a ton of con- uh, confirmations this week about um, what I'm going to share with you today. This truly is something that's from the Holy Spirit. I want each, each person to pay attention. I want you to listen. And it's not because uh, of me, but it's because the Holy Spirit actually wants you to hear these words. This is really, really important to him. This is really, really important to the Lord. Um, but before we get all serious up in here, um, Colton, would you mind just, I, I always like to start out with something funny. Um, I forget which one's first, but, uh, <laughs> That moment when your friend's hairy arm looks like a cat. <laughs> that is hilarious. I lost it when I saw that on, on, the, on Facebook the other day. Yeah, look, it's for real. He looks like a cat's enjoying a concert right there. Um, and then if you don't mind hitting the next one. Uh, my friend Ty sent me this. If you can't think of the word to say, I, I, I forgot the English word for that. So people think you're bilingual instead of an idiot. <laughs> I don't know two languages, but uh, it's good. So the, the last thing I wanted to share that uh, just kind of made me crack up this week. I needed some things to help me laugh at this week. Now, it's kind of, it might be hard for some of you to read that, so I'm just going to read it to you. Um, the, a Florida couple was arrested for selling tickets to heaven. Um, Tito and Amanda Watts, they were arrested uh, a few days ago for selling golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. They sold the tickets on the street for $99.99. They told, they told the, uh, the buyers that the tickets were made for, from solid gold and that each ticket reserved the buyer a spot in heaven. Just simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you're in. So Tito Watts said in his police statement, you know what, I don't care what the police say. The tickets are solid gold. And it was Jesus who gave me those tickets behind the KFC and told me to go sell them so I could get some money and go to outer space. It gets better. I met an alien named Stevie who said that if I got the cash together, he would take me and my wife on his flying saucer to his planet that is made entirely of drugs. <laughs> so you should arrest Jesus because he's the one that gave me the golden tickets. I am willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up. <laughs> hey, we didn't do anything wrong, Amanda Watts said. We just wanted to leave Earth, go to space, and do drugs. Anyway, that, it got, the story got better and better with each line that they were willing to wear a wire and set up Jesus. Um, sometimes the voice you hear in your head is not Jesus. It is not the Lord. Um, that's one of those times. That's one of, that is one of those times. My code is 6776. All right. 
So um, today's message, actually, let, I'll just pray real quick, and then we'll jump into it. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you for this word. Thank you that, uh, wow, this, this is, um, it's directly from you, Lord. I thank you for all the confirmations um, this whole week, God, that this is something that you wanted to share with this group of people today. And I thank you, God, that's your word in Luke 12, 12, that says the Holy Spirit will give me the words in that very moment to speak. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. So the, the title of this message is Weapons, Wounds, and Warfare. Um, this past week, um, I was over at uh, Pastor Daniel and Joyce's house, and we were hanging out. And um, I, uh, I walked outside to you know, head home for the night, and uh, someone had broken into my Jeep. And uh, they actually stole some money, not a big deal. And they stole uh, two of my handguns that actually I had uh, in, my, in my Jeep console. So I'm like, you know what? This is, this is, uh, this is interesting. I'm like, like, Holy Spirit, I just, um, I want to ask you, like, what is this about? Because I, I know, like, I, don't, I didn't care about the guns. It's, it's, you know, useless. I didn't care. I was more concerned that, like, somebody was rocking around their neighborhood. You know, I was like, hey, that's, that's, that's not cool. We have to, you know, make sure that we're diligent and stuff. But it was interesting. The last thing we talked about that just was ringing in my mind as I was looking in my Jeep, like, whoa, someone stole my guns. The very last topic of the conversation that evening was like, hey, it was about a specific type of spiritual warfare. And it was like, hey, is this spiritual warfare over? And I'm like, so it just kind of started, it was just playing in my mind. I'm like, I'm just going to ponder these things, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to ponder these things. <clears throat> and so this past week, um, God started a conversation with me about spiritual warfare. He just started, just kind of drew me into a conversation about what this looks like. And he allowed me um, to take some ground from the enemy this week. He provided that. And the ground that I took was actually uh, out of response to a, a scheme that the enemy put in place. So we're going to talk a little bit about this, but the scheme that the enemy puts in place actually allows you to take ground from him. He overextends himself and he allows you, actually allows you to take ground. Um, so. It's been an intense two months. It's actually been a, a pretty crazy two months of intense warfare, um, having to just kind of deal with things and the Lord, you know, walking me through stuff. But the enemy's been pushing against things. Like, the, the enemy has come and started to push, and he started to make an issue out of things. The enemy's been trying to do stuff. I'll just be honest with you. That's the only way I know how to do this. I can't stand up here and just read a bunch of scriptures and pontificate about God, like, I don't know. Some people can maybe do that, but I can't. I have to just share my life and just say, hey, this is what it really looks like. This is the actual, like, real-life experience of what this is. <clears throat> and so I'm pondering the fact that two guns just got stolen from my car. I'm like, Jesus, what are you saying to me? And he had me open up to 2 Corinthians 10.4, and it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And he knows I don't give a, I, I don't give a hoot about the guns. It's $300 gun, a $400 gun, like, you know, it was just like, blah, like, I don't even care. But like, you're saying something. So, the Lord actually was started talking to me about some of the ways that I've been, some of the ways that I've been fighting. 
He's actually proud. Like, hey, he's proud when we, when we show up to the fight. God's proud of us when we show up to the fight and we don't run. But God actually wants to show us, teach us something today. He's given me three specific things, three specific types of warfare that come, and how we actually defeat those things. Okay. Now, I, I, you know, I'm all, for those that know me, you know I'm all about grace. I, I'm just, I'm a grace preacher. God pinned me to the floor one day in my kitchen and said, do you not know you're my messenger of grace? You're my minister of grace. Like, do you not know? It's like, okay. So it's like, my life is about the grace of God. But we do need to talk about these things because the Holy Spirit showed me that these things have actually been coming against people and he wants to give them the weapons to destroy what the enemy's been trying to do, okay? So the first, um, these aren't in order or order of importance. It's just kind of how they came out. <clears throat> but the, the most important thing for, you, for us to understand is that anytime spiritual warfare comes, the enemy is always warring against relationship because that's the only thing that matters. The relationship that we have with each other, the relationship we have with God, and the relationship that we have with ourselves. Like the enemy is always sending, whenever he wars, whenever he sends something, it's to destroy relationship. And that's the one thing that God wants to protect the most. Your relationship with him, your intimacy with, with him, um, intimacy with the people around you, and it's really, really important, the relationship we have with ourselves. This is, it's a huge key, okay? Um, so the first way, again, not in order, the first, uh, the first way that the Holy Spirit started talking to me is that the enemy actually comes against us through warfare, by getting us to actually um, war against one another. And he comes with these, he comes, there's actually two things that happen that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you guys. The first thing he'll do, and let's just pretend you're the person that someone comes against, okay? Because I've had stuff happen, like in my job, you have bosses just come and like lose it on you rage against you, and it sometimes just doesn't make any sense. Sometimes your spouse may come home, and they're just in a yucky mood, and you, don't, you know, it's like, and then something gets said, and it's like, oh, you know, they, they've wounded you, okay? Sometimes it's like something that happened a long time ago. You know, a parent may have wounded you, or whatever it is. But the enemy comes against, comes against us uh, through a person, most of the time just completely unknowingly, they're not doing it on purpose. They're not trying to be, not trying to be mean. But someone will actually come against you, and they will wound your heart. Okay. Now, if that's the only thing that happened, it's really. Well, let me just tell you this: the trap that the enemy wants to get us in is that he wants us to get wounded by someone. So, here is the initial wound, right here. Someone comes in and they wound your heart with a comment, with an action, something. And this is painful. It hurts, right? It's, a, it's truly an injustice. It's not okay. What they did actually was sinful and it wounded your heart. But the trick, that the, the scheme that the enemy actually wants you to do is he wants you to rise up in anger and in pride and say, hey, you're wrong. I am right. Okay, he wants you. This is the bait. I'm telling you. This is the bait that the enemy throws out there. He actually wants you to rise up and say, I am right. Even if you are. 
He wants you to rise up and say, I am right. And you are wrong. And the interesting thing is that when we do that, it's actually a secondary wound. We re-wound our heart. We actually wound ourselves. And that was something that the Holy Spirit kept talking to me about this week. Is whenever we rise up, I know, like, I've done this a million times, y'all. I'm telling on myself right now. Okay? This is not, this is not a, you know, we're not throwing stones here. Like, this is the bait of the enemy to get us to rise up in anger and to get us to say, hey, you are wrong and I am right. Because what we don't realize when we're doing that is we actually do wound our heart a second time. And the trick is that when we're wounded the first time by a, by a friend or by a family member or by our boss or by a coworker, whatever it might be, this is actually an opportunity to see God do something amazing. With this wound, when this wound comes in, this is actually an opportunity to see God do something and show himself off as being powerful and as being mighty. When we do this, when we come in with anger and pride, and we say, hey, I am right, we don't realize that we've actually partnered with the enemy. We've come into agreement and into step with the enemy. And I know no, no one is, I never did this on purpose. Nobody is doing this on purpose. And God just dropped something in my heart today, or uh, this past week, and he said, Angela, being right is not the same thing as being made right. So God actually wants to make you right. He wants to make it right. He actually loves to restore things. He loves to reconcile people together. He loves to come in and make things right. What we don't realize is that when we do rise up in anger, we, we see this injustice, we see this wound, it's natural to want to defend yourself because your heart is precious. We are supposed to actually defend our heart. But what we don't realize is that we're actually partnering. When we, when we rise up after this initial wound, we're actually partnering with, there's only one weapon you can use, and it's the law. We really do grab onto the law when we rise up and we say, hey, I am right and you are wrong. And it's not, it's totally different. Like the Holy Spirit was just showing you this week, like it's totally different to simply say, to simply acknowledge an injustice. Okay, you know what, there's an injustice here. And my heart does feel wounded. I feel like I got hurt in that situation. But I'm gonna come and I'm gonna bring this to the Lord. And as you do that, as you take your wounds and you bring that wound to the Lord and you say, Jesus, here's my heart. Will you be my defender in this? You actually start to build a track record with God and who he is and what he's good at doing. You actually start to build this experience, this being still and knowing that I'm God. You actually start to see um, God actually work on your behalf. God will come in and fix things if you let him. If you hand things over, God will come in and fix that thing. God will come in and he will actually like just release healing. If you decide, all right, I'm not gonna be my defender in this. I'm not gonna rise up and I am right and she is wrong. I am right and he is wrong. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And can I just be really vulnerable with you guys? The wounds that I have incurred have been extraordinary 
And it was, I did it over and over and over. A, a seriously massive wound came up, and I jumped on top of it with anger and pride. And guess what happened the next time another wound came up? Anger and pride kind of worked. I didn't, I didn't feel the pain of this rejection because I came over top of it with anger and pride. So you know what I actually felt? I didn't feel the pain or the sting of rejection. I felt and experienced anger instead. And that actually helped, helped in air quotes, helped my heart to not feel all the pain from this rejection because I came over top of it, over top of it with so much anger that I didn't feel the pain of rejection or the pain of the shame. And I started to build a track record. Another wound came. Anger worked last time. I'm gonna be angry again. You're wrong, and I'm right. Another wound came. I did it again. So the crazy thing is, I know this might seem like a whew, kind of topic today, but the Holy Spirit wants this to, um, he actually wants to expose the scheme of the enemy. He wants to expose what the enemy's trying to do, because what happened, every time I would do this thing, and I would put more anger on top of it, the real wound kept getting buried further and further down. And each time I would choose anger over choosing Jesus and over letting God handle my stuff, I literally would stiff arm God, and I said, no thanks, I've got the law, I know that I'm right, you stand there, God, and you watch me make things right, because I am right, and that person is wrong. It's really hard to start undoing, it can be hard to undo that, to start undoing that process of letting God actually be your defender. That's good. I think the main thing that the Holy Spirit wants you guys to understand is that when we partner with pride and anger, we actually, we're actually wounding ourselves a secondary time. Partnering with anger and pride, it actually hurts. It feels different than the pain or the sting of rejection. It feels different than actually acknowledging I'm, I'm a little bit afraid right now. I've done the same thing. I've been, you know, fears come in, and I've decided to cover that with anger and self-effort. I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. And so what the Lord wants you to know is when we do that, we're actually saying, I've got this, God. I will take care of this. I've got the weapons that I need. Those two guns that were stolen. Like, this is, God's let it, God has allowed me to live this out the whole week for you. So, so that you can, this is a thousand dollar lesson. <laughs> so that we can kind of like, oh, okay. Anger and pride, it actually, it's actually like we wound ourselves a second time. But when we pick up a carnal weapon, we actually are wounding ourselves a second time, okay? The enemy's bait is always to move us back into self-effort. He always wants to move us back into self-effort. I can work it out. I'm gonna do it. Because it's not even the original wound. The wound can get healed. God can heal the wound. The real wound and the real scheme is when he gets you to do it on your own, to try, to try to come out and do that on your own. The second thing, it's kind of like the first thing, but I, I kind of want to just like expose something that the enemy does 
okay? Man, he does not like this happening right now. Holy Spirit loves this, but um, have you ever just had a thought pop in your mind and it's like about someone? It's like that person hates me or so-and-so's mad at me. So-and-so doesn't like me. They don't, they're not, they don't like me anymore. That person doesn't respect me. They just, they're not my friend anymore. Or my boss thinks I'm an idiot. Or my boss hates me. Or whatever it is. Like, it's all about relationship. Okay? So I'm, I'm, we're working on this level right now. Holy Spirit said to start out right here on this level. Like others, friendships, and families. It's crazy. That the enemy will throw a thought in your mind about your spouse. Your spouse doesn't even think that. Your spouse doesn't think it. Your spouse probably hasn't ever thought it. I had someone come to me and say, you hate my guts. And I'm like, what? Like, ah, what? I do? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Please, you know, like, I don't. I don't. So, but like, it, it's like the enemy will bait us. He throws these thoughts in our mind about our friends, about our family. And he, he, he tries to get us into this thing, to get us to grab a hold of this thought that is like, um, that's going to bring division and strife and conflict. And it's not even real. It's not even a true statement from your friend or your spouse or your, your boss. It's not real. And the crazy thing is, is he will bait us into this thing as if it is real. And then we do the same thing. We can actually, like, we can act, if we, if we think that what just hit our head is real, it can become an actual wound in our heart. So I want to tell you right now, if, unless somebody has said it to your face, don't receive it, because the enemy will throw stuff into your mind. It is not from your spouse, it is not from your boss or your workers or whatever. It's actually not from the people around you, okay? I just want, like, the Holy Spirit wants to expose this thing. It's, it's a trick of the enemy. He will throw something at your mind to see if you will grab hold of it. And it has nothing to do with what's really happening. Okay? And the crazy thing is, is if we take a hold of it, it's just a simple thought. And we can allow ourselves to be wounded by it. We can actually think that that's a real thing. And then guess what we do? We actually do the same thing over and over and over. There are, I mean, there are thought systems that the enemy has built in our minds that God actually wants to destroy right now. God wants to bring stuff down today. Like God has been speaking for the, the whole week that he's going to teach us how to do warfare a little bit differently. He's going to teach us some new tactics. Okay? And I don't know if they're new, but there's going to be a little bit of an exchange happening. Um, and then the third thing that he was talking that he actually started talking to me about is that the enemy actually wants to destroy us through warfare by baiting us into a fight with, with the enemy and then feeling like we're on our own in this fight. Now, when we were in intercessory prayer yesterday, the Holy Spirit confirmed it million times that this very thing has been happening this week. 
that the enemy will throw, will come at you, let's just say, with a spirit of depression. And it's not even you. It's a spirit. It's not you. It's a spirit. And yet the spirit comes against your mind and your life. And this is what it sounds like when, it's, when one of these things comes against your mind. It sounds like, I am so depressed. I am just so depressed today. What is my deal? I am so depressed today. I'm so sad. And it's like, this happened this week. It was like, I hadn't even opened my eyes yet. My foot wasn't even on the floor. And it was just like, depression. It was like right there. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? And so this is actually the trick of the enemy. It's not that he sent depression. I mean, you know, because you can just leave, depression leave. This is what the enemy actually tries to do. He tries to get us not only to come into agreement with this depression or whatever it is, fear, whatever the thing is, right? But then he actually wants us to either get angry at ourselves for being depressed or be mad at ourselves maybe for feeling fear. It's like, oh, why do I always feel fear? Why is this always my thing? Why is this, why am I like this? Why am I like this? So he actually wants you to come against yourself. And he actually wants you to war, like, he picks a fight, and then he gets you to war against yourself. Okay, this is the most important thing that you need to hear today, is that when the enemy comes against you, he is trying to pick a fight. He wants you to come against your own self and to think that God is not going to help you. Okay? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit, a little bit vulnerable. I got, enemy, the enemy picked a fight with me a couple years back. And it was a pretty ugly one. There's all kinds of stuff that don't even need to get mentioned. But the enemy just kind of unleashed a whole bunch of stuff. And so I am in the middle of doing spiritual battle. I am binding. I am loosing. I am releasing. I am shouting. I am cutting things off. I'm doing everything that is in the Bible to do. I'm doing, I'm doing everything that's known to do, you know? And I am doing it. And I'm doing it. And I'm telling you right now, God arrested my thoughts, and he said, Angela, do you realize, like, you know you're not trying to convince me to do something. And I'm like, <laughs> the enemy baited me into thinking that I actually had to convince God to do something. The enemy baited me into thinking that I was doing it on my own. Like, well, haha, God, now you have to do this because I said the magic words. So you better come through for me. You have to do this thing, whatever this thing is, like, you have to come through for me. You got to do it now because I, I you know. I, I did what I, I, it's written there, I did it, so what do you got, God? And the enemy baits us into this thing, thinking, making us think that we're actually alone in the battle, or that we're trying to convince God, or do it right in some way, to like force God to move his hand. 
And God just like, Angela, I hear the prayer of every child. I respond to the simplest of prayers. And it's just believing me. It's just believing that I, I really am there with you. I really am there for you. You know? You're not trying to convince God to do anything. If you ever, out of your mouth, say, I release blessing. I release the blessing of God right now. I did not convince God to do anything. I release joy into this marriage. I didn't convince God to do anything. I am literally just finally coming into agreement with what God's already doing. And I'm becoming his voice and I'm releasing something into the earth. But I'm telling you, the enemy will bait you into thinking that you're on your own. Why is it that when you're in a hard situation, you maybe don't pray? If you really thought it worked and you knew that God was on your side, oh, prayer comes quick. It's like, oh, oh, something happened. Well, Jesus, there's a, there's a friend that we know that, like, you'll be in big conversation. You're like, oh, such and such happened. Like, really? Oh, well, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just come to you right now. And blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's like, I was like, no, I, I hadn't finished my story. I didn't finish my story. You don't, you don't know all the bad things that happened after that. <laughs> she's just like, it don't even matter. We're just like, Jesus is here, Jesus is in it, and we're going to pray, and he's going to do it. And so this is what God's releasing today, is that there's actually a new, like, like he wants to stop, like, Holy Spirit wants to cut off and stop what the enemy has actually been trying to bait us into, into thinking that if we're in a fight, we're on our own. If we're in a fight, this is how we have to do it. So I'm telling you what, there's nothing wrong with binding and loosing. We should be binding and loosing if we feel like we're in a fight. We should always be releasing things over our day, coming into agreement with God. The problem is when we think we're actually trying to convince God to do something that he doesn't want to do. And the enemy baits us into that all the time. I mean, I, I grew up in church. And so this is part of my testimony, and it's also part of the massive fight that I've had to walk through. When I was eight years old, the enemy got me to think that I was on my own. The enemy came against me massively when I was eight years old, through terror, night terrors, tormenting dreams. The enemy came at night to destroy me. I was a, I was a baby. An eight-year-old is a baby. They should not be defending themselves against the enemy. But I was handed a Bible, and handed a picture of Jesus and said, well, go say the name of Jesus and it has to leave. I'm, this is like, this is, the, this is the real deal, okay? This is the real deal. I did not know as an eight-year-old that my parents had opened the door to the enemy. And I was fighting a fight on my own. They did not know how to protect me. And so the enemy baited me into a fight with an eight-year-old. I mean, what a punk. He came after an eight-year-old whose parents had opened the door to the enemy, had literally flung wide, unfortunately. And the way they flung it wide doesn't need to be mentioned. But in came the enemy through that door, 
And so I just want you to understand, sometimes, some of the things that you might be thinking about right now are actually what the enemy has like, tried to do. Like, that's why I said it's like 34 years in the making. Because it started when I was seven or eight years old. These, these night terrors, fear. I couldn't make it stop. No matter how many times I said the name of Jesus, I couldn't make it stop. Because my parents had left the door wide open. So what did I think? I think that I was doing it wrong. I thought that God wasn't really on my side, that Jesus wasn't going to come. So this is the stronghold that the enemy built. Okay, so I, I know like Holy Spirit's going to be talking to you guys. We've been asking for this all week, that the Holy Spirit would actually show you the ways that the enemy has baited you into thinking that God is not actually going to come for you. The only way I know how to do this is to say it just like it is. A real life experience. This is what it was like. So this is why. This is one of the reasons that two years ago I was screaming, shouting in my car, doing spiritual warfare, and God had to tell me, honey, you're not on your own. You're not trying to convince me to do anything I don't already want to do. But I believe that lie. That was a really old lie. And God started untangling that thing. And there are certain situations that I kind of, I don't know, like, I believe God was in this thing over here. But it was like this kind of situation here. I just, I don't know. There was just a thing. Like, I didn't, I didn't really believe that God was going to help me, like, in this thing. And it's because it felt so familiar to what happened when I was eight. It was the same type of spiritual issue. So it just emotionally made this connection in my heart. It's like, oh, I'm on my own in this. But God wants you to know you are never on your own. You're never on your own in this fight. Whatever, the, whatever spiritual battle you're fighting right now, whatever thing, because here's the thing, we're always taking ground from the enemy. You're, you're, we're always taking ground. God allows us to, to take ground and he shows us how to steward it. And then he allows us to take more ground and he shows us how to steward it. Okay? Um, you are never, ever alone. And I had the information in my brain. I knew all the scriptures. This was only two years ago. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Blah, 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 blah. I knew all the scriptures. I could say them out, and it didn't even, because in my heart, I really believed that I was alone in that type of battle. And so God had to arrest my heart and say, honey, you are never trying to convince me to do anything. My heart for you is always good, and it's always blessing, and it's always safety, and it's always protection. He is always moving us forward. Always, always moving us forward. It is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. This has been that 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 battle, that fight that the enemy picked with me when I was eight years old. It tainted my heart toward God. It made me it made me think some stuff about God that's just not true. I became a very angry person because that was the only way I knew how to protect myself from fear and torment. I was eight. What a jerk for the enemy to come do that to an eight-year-old who even tried, who even said Jesus, you know, said it. And it's like, but the doors were wide open. So it's like, there are ways that the enemy has actually tried to sow these seeds of doubt in your mind towards God and towards his goodness, towards his heart, like character assassination. That's what the enemy loves to do. 
It's really easy. Each one of these things, God is actually trying to show us that, like, the enemy is always trying to bait us to go to step back into self-effort. He's always trying to bait us to work. In each one of these situations, when someone says something that hurts your heart, it's like, I'm right. Oh, grabbing a law. Good job. Good job, Angela. Way to grab the law. <laughs> Jenga agrees. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, and the word, like, I don't know. I hate this. I hate the second one. When, when thoughts just hit your mind and it's not even real. He just baits us with thoughts. It's just not real. And God, like, I have been in spiritual battle all week. Even this morning. Everything's great. All of a sudden, fear. I'm like, wow, I'm afraid. Wait, am I? I am not afraid. <laughs> that is the spirit of fear. Just because you feel something, let me just tell you, that's not you. Okay? It, <laughs> and so what happened, right? So the spirit of fear came in when I was eight. And I'm like, there's no way for me to defend myself against this. I'm mad at God. I'm mad at blah, blah, blah. I actually just started to believe that I was fear. I actually started to believe that this spirit of fear was just a part of who I was. This is just me. There's, you know, there's so much trauma that happened when I was growing up that I, I, it, was, it was hard to just kind of decipher. Well, what's, what, where do I just need forgiveness? What's actually me? And, and, and like the Holy Spirit actually just kind of one, one thing after another <coughs> dismantled what the enemy was doing. Dismantled the enemy over years. He's dismantled what he was doing. Until one day he's like, I'm like, oh, that's painful. And at the very second that I said, oh, that's painful, a wise woman of God at that very second, it was simultaneous. She said, no, you spirit of fear. And I was like, huh, what do you mean? That's me. Why are you rebuking me? She's like, no, 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 no. That's actually not you. You think those thoughts are yours, but they're not your thoughts. Every thought that goes through your mind does not originate with you. We need to understand this. The enemy doesn't come to you in the third person. Hey, um, you should be scared right now because I'm here and I'm going to bother you. No, he literally comes in with the thought, I am terrified, and it, it is, I am terrified. Because the spirit brings the emotion with it. It comes and jumps into your emotion and your mind at the same time. And so the Holy Spirit wants you to know that just because you think a thought or you have an emotion does not actually mean that it's coming from you. And he wants to teach us the difference. The Holy Spirit wants to come alongside of you and teach you how to steward your heart. Everybody knows that book, The Battlefield of the Mind, with Joyce Meyer. It's like forever old. It's like two decades, you know. Sold a bajillion copies. And I fully believe that that is true. The battle is in your mind. 
but the war is for your heart. This is the most precious thing about who you are, and this is why the enemy starts to come when we're really young, because he comes for our heart. This is the, I've said it before, this is God's promised land. We all know about Israel and the promised land and the Bible and all this kind of stuff. This right here is God's promised land. This is the most precious, tender, delicate, joy-filled center of your life. This is where, this is where your life flows from. That's why it says, guard your heart, for out of it will flow your life. It's not the issues, like the problems, but out of it will actually flow the life force. Your life force flows out of your heart. So the battle is in the mind, but the war is over your heart. I don't, I don't want anyone, it's, re, it's really easy, I know I'm telling a lot of myself today, but it's really easy to, to step back into works, to step back into self-effort. And, you know, God just actually brought me to, to 1 Peter, I'm sorry, to Galatians, book of Galatians. When Paul, the Apostle Paul, was talking about, he met with Peter. And Peter and Paul and a couple other of the apostles actually had a discussion about law versus grace. And everybody decided, everybody was in agreement. Grace is it, okay? This is what Jesus came to do. And Peter, everybody knows Peter. I mean, he kind of gets a bad rap. I'm okay with that. You know, he like denied Jesus, he cursed at him, or not at him, but he like denied Jesus with cursing and swearing, and he bailed on Jesus. And this is the guy that like saw Jesus, spent three years with Jesus, like hung out with Jesus, heard all of Jesus' words. Okay, he saw the man get crucified. He saw our love get crucified. He saw him be raised from the dead. He saw him afterwards. So there's like, so he saw it all. And this is Peter. He's in Galatia. And they had already come to an agreement that grace is the way. And Peter and Paul are in Galatia and Peter's hanging out with all the Gentiles, just regular people. And he's like, yeah, grace is the way. And nothing like big or strong or heavy came against him really, just some people, some of James's friends, some of the Jewish people, James's friends actually came to town. And Peter had the opportunity to join these two sides together. Like this was an awesome opportunity from God to actually take the Gentiles and the Jewish people and, like, let's eat together. But Peter bailed, and he went over, and he he sat with the Jews to eat. Because one of the laws was this self-effort, this work thing, was actually that um, you can't eat. It's improper, and you're, like, unclean if you eat with Gentiles. So I just wanted to encourage you that, like, even the Apostle Peter the one, the fighting, like the really strong warrior fighter guy that tried to take the head of a centurion off. He wasn't aiming for the ear. He was aiming for his neck. Okay? The guy was off on his ear. But this is the warrior, Peter. He saw it all, and even he, in a moment of an uncomfortable situation, went back into what was familiar to him. The law is actually what's familiar. The Bible says it takes the Holy Spirit to show us grace. The Spirit of God actually has to be the one to introduce us to grace. 
because it doesn't make sense. What do you mean? It just doesn't make sense. So let me just, um, I'll tell myself again. God showed me this contrast. Um, about eight months ago, uh, my guitar got stolen from the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> totally not cool, you guys, whoever stole my guitar. It's not cool. But um, I was so mad. I was so ticked. I was just pacing in the parking lot. I was just like, how dare this guy? How dare this guy? And we, we saw the guy. Like, we, we chased after him. Like, we saw it happen. It was like two minutes, like, behind this guy. And I could not. I was so mad. And God's like, don't worry, I got this. Literally, I'm just like, pacing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to lay into somebody right now. What's the, I mean, it's my guitar. It's like I've had it for nine years, you know, it was a gift. It was like a gift from God. It was like here, like I've given you this thing. And so I'm pacing in the parking lot and I'm about right. I would have punched the guy in the face if I had found him. And so God didn't let me find him for one, because I would have gone to jail. <laughs> um, but God told me twice, maybe three times, minimum twice, Angela, I got this. And I'm just steaming. I'm just like, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch something. I'm going to kick something. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's like, Angela, I got this. I'm and I like kicked something really hard, and I broke my foot. <laughs> yeah. The enemy loves to bait us into stuff. Like, the, the guitar thing was over in a week. I had a brand new guitar. Insurance company paid for it all. I actually, like, that beautiful... That beautiful instrument right there. It's actually better than the one that got stolen. The one that got stolen had some special writing on it. Anyway, that, that's, it's a better guitar. It's made from finer woods. And it has a much better tone to it. I just chilled out. And just, just been like, all right, God, you said you got this. Okay, cool. No. No, I rose up in anger and in pride. And I, I just decided to express myself. And so, a wound, a fight that the enemy picked that was supposed to take a week to be completed, it took me five months to recover and to no longer feel pain in my foot because I took something, I took things into my own hands. I decided that I was going to use a carnal weapon which was anger and being prideful. And honestly, just being so ticked off, I was gonna let it fly. And so I let it fly and it cost me. It cost me five months of walking. That was a bad decision. That was a really bad decision. Why did I do that? God told me he had this. What's wrong with you, Angela? And so what does the enemy try to do? You're such an idiot. You're such a dummy for doing that. You know, the enemy comes in, again, just on top of it. So it's like, like all these thoughts you're hearing in your mind, so, so much of this stuff is actually not you. These little things that the enemy baits us into, like, just like start to talk to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually wants us to, to um, kind of start doing warfare a little bit differently. The Holy Spirit actually just wants to release some grace. He wants us to actually... Um, a divine exchange. That's actually what God's been talking to me about this week. We're doing a divine exchange. All right, your, your guns got stolen for a reason. 
and it's so that we can stop fighting a carnal battle. The way you win every battle is gonna be through me. I'm going to win every battle for you. There's not a single battle that you actually can win on your own. I, have, I can't tell you, I've been, I've been in solid 14 years of warfare. And it's because the enemy has wanted me to not do this very thing, which is to stand here and to actually expose the scheme of the enemy. But in order to expose the schemes of the enemy, I had to live through them. And sometimes I had my butt handed to me because I made a bad choice. And I chose to kick something instead of listening to the voice of the Lord when he said, hey, I got this. I got this. So there's something that God actually wants to do. He actually wants to, um, he, was, he was showing me about these two guns that I got stolen, these handguns. And he actually wants to put grace and truth in our hands. And that that's how we're going to fight the battle. It's so easy for us to get upset with ourselves in the middle of a battle. Because you're like, man, I need to pay my rent. What's going on, Jesus? Like, I've, I've got a mortgage I've got to pay. I've got this bill and I've got that bill. And this isn't working out. Like, what is going on? Like, that doesn't work. This is frustrating. That's frustrating. Nothing's working right now. And God actually wants to, like, for today, he actually wants to release a fresh anointing of grace for these battles that we're facing. Because everybody in here is, is fighting some kind of battle. Okay. Every single one of us is, is in some type of battle. Sometimes with each other. Sometimes with ourselves. Sometimes with your boss. Sometimes with your dog. Your dog can be a jerk sometimes. <laughs> no, your dog. No, he's a precious little guy. Yeah. Yeah, your dog's awesome. Well, my dog was a jerk sometimes. I'm sorry. Boo was just anyway. Um, but God, God actually was showing me something this this uh, this week. Someone gave me a word of prophecy, and it was the simplest thing on the planet. She simply said, "Has God not called you? Has He not? Has He not called you?" And I was just like, my face was actually on the floor when this was happening. And I was just like, I guess he has. I'm thinking to myself. And so I went to war with that very word. In 1 Timothy, it actually says, um, use your prophetic words as you engage, as you wage spiritual warfare. Use prophetic words to engage in spiritual warfare. Okay? And so the enemy, the basic lot of fear, like, so that, that word, that prophetic word of have I not called you, waged war against fear. That word in me reciting that, have I not called you? Have I not called you? Have I not? I guess he has. He has called me. Look, God has called me into ministry. I need to stop being afraid. I need to stop being afraid because God is the one that's called me into ministry. 
And so I actually used that word over a period of a couple weeks to do warfare. And then there was another prophetic word that was given that she said, she said, God sees your love for him and it is great. How is that? How, how do I wage war? Like, why would God give me that word to wage war? I had no idea. I just wrote it down on my phone. And it wasn't until Wednesday that I was like, sort of processing this word. And I'm like, oh my God. The enemy has convinced me that I don't love God. How did that happen? How has this happened? And so, every, everyone's thing is just different. Okay, like everybody goes through different things. But that prophetic word, when I said, I said, God sees my love for him, and it's great. That means, I love God. I said, I stood in my kitchen and I said, Angela loves Jesus. And the weight of heaven was on that thing. And I started to weep. Because I realized, just for me, like that was my moment with the Lord, but the enemy has convinced you of something. And you truly, genuinely think that it's you. And it's not you at all. And I started getting really ticked off at the enemy. I was like, you just, like you convinced me that I didn't love Jesus this whole time. This whole time. He had convinced me. So I'm standing up there in worship for years, wondering why I don't love Jesus like I should. I'm condemning myself for not loving Jesus the way that I should. And the whole time, the whole thing was a lie. The whole thing. The whole thing. The entire thing was a lie. Every single moment that I believed that I didn't love God. And it wasn't just like, I don't love God. Huh. No, it was like, I hate myself because I don't love God. How do I not love God? I would, I beat myself down for, for quote unquote not loving God. And it took the prophetic word from a friend and the anointing of the Holy Spirit on that word to actually bring me into a realization that the voice that I thought was mine telling me that you suck for not loving God wasn't my voice. That was not my voice. So if you hear, if you think thoughts like that, like I should just love God more, I should just, I, whatever those condemning thoughts are, I'm telling you right now, that is not from the Holy Spirit. That is not coming from God. That is coming from the enemy. 
Now, I know this might seem like a heavy message. It might seem, I don't know. Like, I know the enemy's upset right now. And stuff is really stirred up. And this is what I was sent to do. This is why I've been in warfare for 34 years. Like, my life has been, there's been a battle and a war over my life for 34 years. It's because the enemy knew that I was going to expose his schemes, expose his tricks, and he did not want me to go to war against him. But this is my life. I go to war against the enemy. This is what I was built for. And God's been showing me that this week. And people have been in spiritual warfare all week. And God actually wants to release a fresh grace. So we don't go to war shouting, thinking we're shouting at God. You better do this. I've taken communion and been like, well, now you have to heal me because I took communion. God, what you got? Bring it. I did the thing, man. Now you have to. It's like, no, God's But I already wanted to. I actually already, like, I want to do that. Like, I am for you, Angela. I am not against you. I love you. I am pouring out my blessings on your life. And so let me just show you what spiritual warfare, aside from those two prophetic words, what spiritual warfare looked like this week for me. I won't yell into the microphone. But uh, I had some, there was some volume to it. But it's like, there was some stuff, like, stuff came against me this week. Because it was like, oh, you're going you're gonna to preach on spiritual warfare? Are you? And he's like, oh, are you? Are you now? Let's see how Sunday morning feels after you've had six days of this. And so God was actually like, here, this is how we're going to do this. So I'm like, all right, thank you, God. And I'm feeling every ounce of fear and depression and condemnation, okay? So this is how it works. You feel the depression. You feel the condemnation. You feel the fear. It's as real as can be. And you say, thank you, God, that you are bigger, that you are greater. Thank you, God, that I am not alone. Thank you, God, that I am not fighting this battle on my own. God, you are good. Your word says that there is everlasting loving kindness for me and you are pouring that out for me right now Jesus I thank you Jesus you are the preeminent one you are the one that comes to save me I will never have to wonder again if you will come for me God you are coming for me God you are working on my behalf right now you are doing it God you are doing it God you are doing it God thank you Holy Spirit that you're giving me the words to speak right now thank you Holy Spirit that you are the one that is waging war against the enemy I don't have to do it alone I'm not convincing you to do anything. You are in this, God. You are good, and you're making a way. That's how you do spiritual warfare. And there are times that you have to bind spirits. There was witchcraft that was sent. There was different word curses. There was stuff going on. You know what? You can cut that stuff off knowing that God's doing it. Or you can have an attitude of, oh, I don't know. I better say it nine more times. No, 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 no. God, you are good. Send your holy warring angels to open up a can on the enemy right now. We're opening up a can of you know what, and we are cutting stuff off. I'm telling you, I was in, I was, you can pray in the spirit, like heavy, or you can pray in the spirit full of fire, full of the grace of the Lord. It's all God. This is how my, I literally was doing this. Because I'm like, I'm praying in the spirit for you guys because there's a ball and chain on my right leg. And I was just like 30 minutes of just in the spirit doing this through my house. I'm like, God, you're doing it. I'm like, what is this, Jesus? 
Holy Spirit, what is this? What is this motion? Why am I doing this? Oh, because there's a ball and chain. And I'm going to be cutting off. I'm cutting it off this week. On Sunday, you're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to cut things off. I'm going to chop this thing off. And so there was literally, I had a, my Bible in this hand, and he's like, he's cutting it off. It was like, I was like, what is this thing? It's like, Holy Spirit, it's like, I'm cutting stuff off this week. People are going to walk out, and they're going to walk out free. And they're going to know that that's not them. And they're going to get a fresh grace for this battle that, that the enemy is raging against them. And I just want you to know that when the, when the enemy picks a fight with you, God makes him pay you back seven times. It is God who makes the enemy pay you back seven times. He makes the enemy flee from you in seven ways. God is the one that demands repayment. God is the one that takes that ground and says, here, that was a hard battle, Angela. Diane, that was a hard battle. And I'm giving you this ground right now. I'm giving it to you. And you know what? The devil can do anything. He cannot take it from you. Because you know this fight. You won. The enemy lost ground because you would not give up. Because you lifted your hands to God. Because you said God is greater. God is bigger. I won't partner with condemnation. This thing isn't me just because a thought hits my head. That does not mean that's me. Just because I have a single emotion. That's not me. I'm telling you. The enemy has lied to us over and over and over. He has lied. God is doing the thing. Whatever the thing is. I don't care what it is. You have no clue. Y'all are going to know, probably after a while, what God has done for me. Ain't today, but God's going to, like, it's going to, people are going to know, and it's ridiculous. The stuff that the enemy tried to do to me when I was growing up, and the lies that I believed, through every form of abuse you can think of, okay? Every form, multiple times, multiple people, how do I think of anything else other of, of myself other than this? God is coming to your defense. God is making a way. God is the one that's pushing through. God is sending his army. God is coming to your rescue. And he wants us to stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord. And so today, right now, if you need an anointing to break through this thing, Whatever this thing is, I want, you to, uh, I want you to come up here because the Holy Spirit has been saying for a week, this right here, there is a fresh grace being released for the battle. There is a breakthrough that's coming. There is an anointing. And the enemy is, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to unseat the enemy and cut stuff off today. So if you're brave... If you're ready to fight the way that we're supposed to fight, come on up here. If you need fresh grace for this battle, if you're in a battle and you need fresh grace for it, I just want you to know at this moment, this moment has come at a great cost not just to me, but to people on this leadership team. They have been fighting for you. They've been fighting for this moment. They, 
the leadership team has been fighting for this moment. We have been waging warfare against the enemy for you to have your breakthrough right now. I am telling you that as you wage warfare, God is coming. And he has fire in his eyes and he is coming to rescue you. The enemy has tried to tell you, tried to convince you that he just won't come. I wept and wept in my bed as a little girl because I didn't think God was coming to save me. I could not make the torment stop. I couldn't make the spirits of fear stop. And the enemy built a stronghold in my mind that I was too weak to fight this fight. The enemy has convinced us in ways that we're too weak or we just, whatever it is. But God wants you to know that he is, if you just hold your hands out in front of you, okay? I had, there's no, it's, it's not a coincidence, two handguns. Two handguns were stolen from my Jeep. And I normally only keep one in my, in my car. But two handguns were actually stolen. Because I would put one in each hand. No, you guys don't know this much about me, but because of all the abuse, I decided to take up a, an identity of a fighter. I was going to fight. And I was going to do it on my own. And I didn't need you, God. I don't need my parents. I don't need those people. I'm going to fight. And I'm doing it. So this time right here, just know that it actually costs something. It didn't just cost, you know, it costs something. God is changing things right now because the Holy Spirit said he would do it. In your hands, he is pouring out the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace. Grace. It's not by your works. It's not by your effort. Do not go back to the law. It is not. You can't do it. Honey, you can't do it. You can't. But with Jesus, you can look at that mountain like it says in Zechariah. And what do you shout at the mountain? And the mountain just becomes like a plain. A ginormous friggin' mountain standing in your path. And all you shout to it is grace, grace. And it falls like a plain. It becomes a plain before you. Because there is nothing that God cannot do. There is nothing that God cannot do. If God rescued me, he can rescue you and he will do it. God will do it. I was losing it up here during that one song because I'm like, oh, the things that God has done. And yet there are still moments that fear gets me. It tricks me. So today, it, trick, it tricked me to fighting on my own. But you're going to fight from now on. God is putting the grace of the Lord Jesus in your left hand. And he is putting the truth of God in your right hand. This is what the Lord is doing. This, the Holy Spirit is doing it right now. The Holy Spirit is doing it right now. I don't even have to lay hands on you because the Holy Spirit's doing the exchange. The Holy Spirit is putting grace in your left hand and he's putting truth in your right hand. And walls are coming down. The, God is taking a wrecking ball to the lies that have bound you. And I want you to know, honey, that those thoughts, that is not you. That is actually not who you are. Angela loves the Lord. Who would have thought I didn't until the prophetic word came and it destroyed the lie? If you don't have a prophetic word to wage warfare with, please, Come see one of the pastors to get a prophetic word for your life. 
Because you can wage war with it. Holy Spirit, right now, like you have promised us all week, in their left hand, Lord, instead of a, a nine millimeter MP shield, you're putting in their hand grace, 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 grace. And in their other hand, instead of a 380 bursa, you're putting truth. You're putting truth, Lord Jesus. You're giving us truth. You're releasing truth. No matter what the mountain is, no matter what the mountain is that you're staring at, I'm telling you, the mountain that I was staring at is what everybody said was impossible. It is what everybody would tell you is impossible. And the way that mountain became a plain was by shouts of grace, grace. So as you are in the middle of the warfare, as you are fighting for this real estate of your heart, listen to messages of grace. Learning the character of our Father. Learning who you are in Christ, your identity. Those are the things we wage the good warfare with. God calls it a good fight of faith. God calls it a good fight of faith. I feel like I'm just supposed to sing this one song. I wasn't sure if I was going to sing it or what was going to happen, but I just feel like we need to just take a moment. Just take a moment with the Lord. And um, we're going to change the way we actually fight our battles. So just stay in a moment of, in an attitude of prayer. God is exchanging. God is doing a divine exchange right now. God is doing a divine exchange right now.